Testing, testing, testing. Is anybody? Okay. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yay. All right. I don't know what happened. Great. Great. <sighs> but you're on, so that's good. I see Connor's place is here. We have a lot of people joining us today. Uh, hello, hello. I'm totally sorry. That was that was my error. I don't know what happened and uh <sighs> That was not intended. So Connor's place, hit the call button again to come in. Um, and then, oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Connect. Hi, Connor's place. How are you? Ah, and I wasn't hearing you before. So this is better. Oh, okay, great. I wasn't hearing you, and nobody was hearing me at all. As no per way. usual, story of my life. <laughs> um, so I will do quick introduction, and then we can get into into it. Uh, Ellen isn't back on yet. Yeah, yeah. So I can. I'll do. I already text her, and I'll just do the okay. introductions to not waste time. Um, I want to welcome our listeners. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. Know that the opinions on this podcast is solely the opinion of the co-hosts and not of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. Uh, Citywide Council on Special Education or Parent to Parent of New York State. The uh, our our regular co-hosts are uh, Maria Liriano. She has two boys. One uh, one is on the autism spectrum. Uh, Gloria Corsino, who has three boys, two of which is on the autism spectrum. Uh, Ellen McHugh, who has three boys, one that is hearing impaired, and I have uh, one fella who has a rare chromosome deletion okay gloria is not coming 
Um, because as per in our world, uh, things happen, and she will not mm -hmm. uh, be able to make it. And tonight we have on our esteemed guest, uh, the awesome father, Fred Rodriguez, and he is the parent of Connor. They also have a nonprofit um, named Connor's Place, and I will leave it up to uh, Fred to give more uh, detail about uh, Connor's Place. Uh, so Fred, just give us a little background on Connor's Place. Uh, hi, thank you for having me on, first and foremost. Um, well, you know, Connor's Place uh, was put together by my wife and I uh, to honor our son, Connor. Uh, he has Down syndrome, and um, we wanted to help other people. Uh, we had so much trouble finding information throughout the years, uh, just in general, you know, for any little thing. And um, we didn't want anyone else to actually go through that. So we decided to get all this information and uh, start up a nonprofit and help other individuals. So this is, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, for Down syndrome awareness, uh, but we, we veer out to all special needs. Did I lose you guys? No, I'm here. No, I'm oh, here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> no, because I'm. I thought I. I lost you guys for two seconds. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ellen is coming back. And. I don't know why I'm getting feedback, but uh, so. Tonight's episode, we wanted to get a little feedback from the dad's perspective. Um, because, you know, as we're, most of us are, are aware, a lot of, um, you don't see a lot of dads, dads dad advocates, um, or dad standing really um, at the forefront of uh, uh disabilities, uh, special needs, and um, I feel like um, Fred has been, uh, one, I mean, at least one of the strongest I've, I've met. Um, and so I wanted to find out or sh get him to share his voice. Because I mean, us ladies, we're always <laughs> uh, at the forefront of all this stuff. So um, so tonight we're going to chat it up with Fred and just quickly, uh, again, the purpose of the podcast is, ooh, purpose of the podcast is to provide, uh, to provide a relatable voice for parents of children with disabilities. It provides information and direct contact with persons at the DOE for 
support regarding specification related services uh, and to provide entertainment to the masses. Uh, I, I guess we can get right into it, Fred. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it's been an interesting <laughs> ride. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, Lord. Um, you know, this remote learning uh, brought a lot of things to the surface for me in Connor's learning. It, especially um, from the class he's in now, uh, we actually get to see what and how he's being taught, uh, which we kind of uh, knew uh, what he was actually learning in school. Uh, and unfortunately, it wasn't a positive thing. Uh, you know, so remote learning was kind of a blessing for for us because we got to to visually see his curriculum, see how they were teaching it, and uh, so you know, my wife and I, um, we we just wasn't going to have it. Uh, it. We were not going to allow him to fall back, <coughs> and I decided to. Uh, how Connor calls it, you know, daddy homeschool. And uh, I sat down and with his curriculum, I added things to it. And, uh, you know, I just had to do what I had to do for him. You know, his, his reading has improved because now I get him to read uh, quite a bit, uh, more, than, more than what he did uh, in school. So, uh, you know, his... I was, you know, I was basically hands-on with him on every single subject. The DOE did not provide any guidance whatsoever. His teachers didn't provide guidance. They just said, okay, here are your videos for the week. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. I mean, I'm not, you know, trained to be a teacher. I am a parent just like many others out there. We're not trained to teach, but... I wasn't going to allow Connor to fall behind. I mean, my wife and I have always fought for Connor from day one when he was born, and we'll we'll continue, you know, throughout all of his life, you know, that we're in it. And this was just one aspect that we were not going to let him fall behind. We brought it to the principal's attention, and it, you know, in my opinion, it fell to deaf ears because nothing has changed. It's you know I I only have one one child and I'm I don't have a you know an education in teaching uh, and it's difficult for me I can only imagine what other parents are going through that uh, have mul multiple children or have um, well let me put it this way Connor is considered high functioning I can't even imagine how other parents are going through what they're going through uh, in this situation. Because it's tough for me and my wife, and you know, thank God we we are able to tag team. And when I get to the point where I'm frustrated, she will jump in, and vice versa. You know, for the most part, I've taken the lead in in, in his teaching, but you know, my wife is right there, and she knows when I'm at my wit's end, and you know, she'll jump in. And thank God, you know, we have that. Otherwise, I would, 
you know, explode. It, it, it's really difficult for an individual to, to teach. Um, you know, when you don't have that background and, you know, when you're an advocate, you know, like myself, who fights day and night for my child, you know, when you fight for your child like that, you want the best for them. And it's it's really hard when you're not given the tools. And I have, you know, in, in his classroom, you have one teacher who, who's, you know, okay, and the other one who's, you know, unfortunately um, is not capable or is not equipped to, to uh, teach special education. Hmm. Um, you know, us parents, we don't get paid to, to teach. We, you know, like I said, I've been given a curriculum and said, here, uh, watch the videos and, you know, best of luck. That's basically how it goes. My son was getting one live lesson uh, per week uh, for a half an hour, and that was it. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, if you have to work, that's another situation where Who's going to teach, you know, your child? Me personally, being that he has Down syndrome, so he's, you know, in, in this time of, of the pandemic, he's going to be susceptible to, to you know, getting it. Um, I have diabetes. I'm older. Uh, I'm, you know, in that category as well. So, you know, do we let somebody in the house who we don't really know uh, what they're going to bring in? This pandemic is, is you know, um, is lethal. I mean, it's killed, you know, thousands and thousands of people. So it's kind of scary to let someone in to teach, you know, and, you know, you might get um, infected yourself. You never know. It's, 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 it's hard. It's hard. I mean, as a father, um, you know, I've held Connor's hand walking into surgeries when he was younger. Uh, I wouldn't want to see him go through anything in, you know, in the hospital again. Uh, I've, I've, you know, fought for him in, in his IEPs. Uh, you name it. You name it. Uh, you know, we, my wife and I try to kick doors down. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're su successful and sometimes we're not. But for the most part, we just continue to keep on, you know, knocking doors down until we get what we want for him. It's only right, you know, this country, so, you know, they, they seem to make you want to fight for every little thing that you should get automatically when, you know, in, you know, for your child. May I ask um, what, what, um, what type of program is um, Connor in? Is he in District 75 or is he in? Well, when he was younger, uh, we fought, we took uh, the city to court because we found that uh, none of the schools in our district would fit his, his learning. So we took the, the city to court, and so we have him in a private school. It's, uh, uh, it used to be, it's called Tigerman. It's in Long Island, so he gets bused there. Um, it used to be called uh, uh, SLCD. Uh, but they changed the name recently. So it is, it, it would be considered, uh, um, you know, a District 75, but it's a private school. 
So even even in a private school, I mean, I, I I ask only because you said he was given a live teaching once a week at that. I, I was kind of jealous. Like, what public school is this? We didn't get any live teaching for our kids at all. Well, you know, that's 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 kind of weird because I know uh, my wife works for the DOE, and you know, <clears throat> I've seen her on live calls. She's a a, a para. Uh, you know, teacher's assistant, and I've seen her on calls with uh, teachers where they they've been doing live calls. So I know, uh, and, and she's told me about other classes that have done live calls as well. And I've heard where some don't get it at all. So it's like you know, a hit or miss. I don't understand that. What did Tigerman say to you about the option to get live? They're working on a curriculum. This is all new to us, and I understand that. I, you know, I totally understand this is new to everyone, mm -hmm. but I had an issue with one of his teachers, whereas um, she would not, she's, she's teaching a special education class. This is all special ed classes, uh, children in the class, and she's teaching um, in a manner that these children would not understand. There's words, uh, verbiage that she would use that instead of, uh, of addressing, you know, the, the certain words um, and, and explaining what that would mean, uh, it would just, she was just reading verbatim from a script and looking into a camera. Say? What did they say when you brought that up? Did uh, the supervisor uh, they were, say anything? They said they were going to uh, uh, discuss it with her to try to improve it. But nothing has improved. And unfortunately, um, my son had her, my son's in the fourth grade. He had her as an uh, assistant teacher back when he was in first grade, and we saw her style, and we knew back then. So when we knew, uh, when we heard that she was going to be one of his teachers, because uh, he, he's in a class with two teachers. Uh, he's in a 2-2-12 class. Um, so... When we heard she was going to be one of his teachers, we, we knew this was going to be a tough year. And we've asked throughout the year, even before the pandemic, we would ask for um, for certain type of work for him. Um, and it just everything just, you know, went to the fell to the side. And we would, you know, reach out to the the uh, principal. And it's again, it just kept on falling to the side. We actually asked to, for him to be pulled out of that class to be put into another class because they have three fourth grade classes in, uh, in that school this year. What they um, say? They, they wouldn't accommodate him. Have you thought about another school? Oh, yes. <laughs> we were actually in the, in the, uh, the beginning stages of uh, looking for another school when the pandemic hit. So it's kind of tough now um, because you can't really go to a school and see how they're teaching and, uh, you know, to find parents in, in, a, in a school that in, in this pandemic um, time is going to be tough to ask questions of them. Uh, it, have you it's, ever, a, it's a tough time to switch. Have you ever gone on Brooklyn Special Kids? It's an IO group. There's a lot of discussion about different schools that might give you some 
uh, options that you hadn't thought about. Um, no, I, I haven't uh, heard of that group. It's Brooklyn Special Needs. Brooklyn Special Kids. It's an I. It's on the I.O. platform. I could, you know, search it out. I think it would be well worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you. I'll, I'll look into that. You know, it's so refreshing to hear um, a father speak of their fight, and um, and it, it 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 means so much for you to be on. Um, I just want you to know that you know that there are so many women out here who are you know constantly having to battle. Um, Hey, yo, yo, yo. Whoa. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I agree, but you know, so many men. No, I, I mean, look, my son's father is the same. He is, you know, he, he is great and he will, you know, go to all of the meetings and, you, you know, do, do what he has to do to get his son um, what he needs. But there, there are, you know, not many in this group uh, that are vocal, so. That's sad to hear. And, and I appreciate, you know, you saying that. I thank you. And it's kind of, you know, sad to hear that. You know, I, you know, I would want to hear, you know, uh, men and women, you know, fathers and mothers would be there for their, you know, for their children. I, you know, I've, I've, I've unfortunately seen too many parents in general who, when they have a child with special needs, don't fight the fight, or they've given up, you know, from, you know, after the first fight, and it's sad. I don't you know, think, we shouldn't... no, no, I don't think they give it up. I think, well, this is a thought, as an MO, mm -hmm. right? I used to bring my husband to Hulk in the background, and they'd mm -hmm. say things like, was your husband happy? <laughs> You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't need to, uh, sometimes you work in an odd pair. John was just as involved at home, but he just wasn't, he wasn't sure I wasn't crazier than I actually am for actually fighting the system. So he would come and watch. He was impressed, but, you know, and other families, maybe there's not a father. So, but it is true. That there are not many men in this mm, clique. And mm. it does make a difference when you show up to a IEP meeting with mom and dad. Oh, yes, it does. It makes yes. a huge difference. Yeah, Especially I mean, my wife and I would get everything. Everything we asked for when we showed up together. And we showed up all the time together. Uh, we've, we've always went as a team. Uh, she's the level-headed one, and you know, I'm the uh, you know, I, I'm uh, Ellen's Hulk, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're the Hulk in the background, you know, I'm the Hulk in the background. My wife would, you know, elegantly put things on the table, you know, and um, you know, I'll show the mean face and say, Give it to us, or else, you know, those types, you know, it's a perfect pair, it's a set of aces. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, we we played off of each other. You know, there there was there, you know many times where uh, I couldn't get across what I wanted to get across because I was so upset, and my wife would she's she's calm and level headed, and she'd get it across, 
And, you know, I'll just sit back and say, you know, uh, you know, through my eyes, I look at her and say, thank you, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, That's it. Good cop, bad cop. Gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I could never see myself not being uh, such an advocate for my son. I mean, even I have two older boys. And even when they were young, I was always, you know, uh, an advocate for them. I... You know, I was, uh, as they call, you know, dad's, uh, um, you know, weekend warrior. I was weekend warrior with my ch my two older boys. And I've always, you know, fought for them and for everything. Whether it was, you know, medical services when, you know, my uh, one of my sons has asthma, you know, just to get him the, the best, uh, you know, doctors or whatever. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I can never see myself, you know, not advocating for my children in general. So, I mean, it's hard, you know, to see that there's not many fathers out there that, that, that don't do this. You know, it's, it's sad. I think sometimes it's not because they don't want to. It's because they don't know how don't to know how or they to, don't yes. know that they can. Yes. And, you know, yeah. this may be your calling in life now. You should, you know, you might want to set up your own group for fathers online or on a podcast. <laughs> Just what you need, another woman telling you there's more work to do. Right? <laughs> Putting something else on his list, right? He's like, okay. Yeah, my, oh, my to-do list gets larger every day. It's all good. It takes it off my list. I'm cute, but I ain't dumb. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, my two older boys, you know, uh, that relationship was a tough relationship with their mother. But I still was there. And, you know, um, now, you know, with my wife and, and my son, it's a different, you know, um, lifestyle than I was used to before, which I'm glad I've moved on. Uh, but I still have that in me to make sure that my children get, you know, what they deserve. I mean, and, you know, with, with Connor, you know, he was born with Down syndrome. We found out that same day because we didn't want to do the tests um, ahead of time. So we found out when he was born. And, uh, I mean, from that day, you know, I said to myself and to my wife, I'm not changing the way I'm going to raise him. You know, uh, he's, a, he's my child and that's that, you know. And uh, I've never looked back. You know, um, at the hospital, they didn't provide us with any information on what to do. You know, uh, it was just a matter of my wife and I searching and searching. Thank God for uh, the web, you know, um, finding stuff online. You know, we were basically became gurus on, on, you know, searching for things for children with Down syndrome. That's how we found out, you know, all the different services. There was no 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 person that you know came out and said, "Okay, well, here this is the starting line, and you know work from here." And it's sad because you know people need this type of information. Yes, yes, this is. Uh, Did you ever hear anything about it? Some a place called Gigi's Playhouse. Yep, Gigi's Playhouse. Yes. What did you think? Uh, we've attended uh, Gigi's Play's house in Manhattan a couple of times. 
Right. It's uh, it's it's uh, um, it's nice. It's uh, I mean, it depends on. They have a, a a huge following in Manhattan, and I know they're opening up chapter in uh in Long Island. Um, they don't have any here in Queens, so it's kind of difficult if you're not you know close to any of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, the traveling wise, it made it difficult, but it was a good organization. From what I saw, they provided a lot of. Uh, in-person services, uh, a lot of uh, training, a lot of guidance, um, financial help as well. So, you know, it, it was it's pretty good, you know, decent setup from what I saw. And we, the times that we took Connor there, they, you know, he loved it. He was in his element. You know, right now we... We well, we used to attend uh, Saint Cam Saint Camilla's uh, Special Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, as soon as the first time we heard about it, and we took him there, we just saw he just came out of his shell. As soon as we walked through the door, it was like he was a different child. And uh, I mean, we loved it because you know he just felt like he was in his element. Um. It's, you know, it's weird to, 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 to see how Some, different... Somebody's you know. moving around a lot in the background. I don't know what that noise is. Mm. Uh-oh. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting down, so it's not me moving. Wait, is Trisha still on? Is Trisha still there? I'm still here. Okay. Just making sure. She's still with us. <laughs> What yeah, happened I mean, to Gloria? Uh, 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 it, medical emergency with one of the boys. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of like this dialogue with Fred. Um, hearing his perspective on things and um, recognizing that there are dads out there that are in the same boat as we are as in terms of uh, the, the pain and the struggle of it and I love I Love, love his wife. She is a doll. She's amazing. She's super quiet. She's super sweet. <laughs> oh, uh, Fred, you're getting some love. <laughs> Laura said you're a wonderful father. Oh, thank you. I'm just trying, you know, raise, raise us, raise my boy. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Laura has offered free online art classes. So oh, once uh, she shares her information, uh huh, Laura's taught uh, and worked with special needs and behavior unit for fifteen years. Oh wow! Oh wow! Welcome, Laura. You are a gem in this world. Um. Aha! She is donating um, 
She said, I love to donate it to the art world, especially at work with recycling and all kinds of fun things. All right, Laura, we will, we will share, if you are willing, we will share your information. I'll just send the email. But I like this. I, I like for people to hear other, other than our voices, even though I think we're fabulous. <laughs> but you know, hearing a different perspective, and not that um, we are griping or complaining um, about anything. It's just that the struggles that we face and endure um, and advocate is not just only our struggles. There's other parents out there hurting and wanting more for their children. And, um, that is so true. And hearing from Fred and hearing his experience, hearing hearing your experience from the perspective of the non-public school experience yes. right now is, is definitely needed because, I mean, I'm District 75, um, Gloria is also District 75, and Maria is um, uh, uh, Gen Ed with ICT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having non-public gives kind of the perspective of all all the experiences right now in in one one listening session, um, which is good, but then also bad because it's like, all right, so we're all, we're all struggling. For some reason, there seems to be the same across the board. Yes, you know, I I was. Um... I was thinking for a while, you know, like, had Jackson been in a private school, he would have not regressed <laughs> regressing, or things would have been differently. And now that I hear of this experience, it's sort of like, uh, all right, so, so I guess we have to really figure this out ourselves as a parent. Yes, I agree with you, Maria. No matter what, whether it's private, public, we just have to continue taking the lead on our cosmetics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, we're now into summer school. Who's into summer school? Because I haven't started (laughs) summer school. No one has contacted me. On Monday. On Monday. (laughs) No, no. No one has contacted Nothing? me regarding summer school. No. Oh. I, same, same with me. I know. I know um, because my schedule, my son's schedule, starts uh, tomorrow. But I haven't been contacted by anyone from his class, from neither teacher, uh, the school, no one. So um, you know, this it's up to the parents themselves to take the lead and say, okay, well, um, my my child is not going to regress, and this is what I'm going to do in order to not let that happen. And it's, it's Maria, tough. Maria, are you telling me nobody came to you and said, there's summer school for Jackson? I am telling you that I received that letter that says someone will be in contact with me regarding summer school um, before it starts and nobody has been in contact. Is he going to start some District 75 starts tomorrow. No, and District I, 75 I am, started uh, Thursday. I'm sorry, but tomorrow 
I guess is what everybody was figuring was the real day. But mm -hmm. what I heard was July 13th for the kids who were not District 75. You haven't heard anything? No. Well, I heard July 6th, but, but I haven't heard anything about, like, so is someone going to magically appear on my son's laptop and... Did you contact Christina? Did you send an email to Christina? Did you? No, I am. I am waiting for the date so that I can say, okay, this is what I was told. This date is here, and nothing has happened. Yeah, same. Nothing in Google Classroom. Nothing what? In Google Classroom. No, in um, Google Classroom, we only have um, what his teachers gave for, um, you know, just the, just not not um, summer school work, but some activities and you know things that they could continue on, um, because Jackson doesn't get the same. His his uh, summer school will not be uh, in the same school with the same teachers, um, so we have just been sort of gathering um, or, or continuing what he was doing um, with remote learning and just waiting on some word from summer school about something or something. But I have not heard, no, they were supposed to call You're a me. better woman than I am. I would have been banging on the doors. No, I, I you know, I have to, I, I I don't ever want to be told, well, we said the 6th, so it's not even here yet. So, okay, so I am going to wait for the 6th. <laughs> and um, let's see, fingers crossed. Yeah, and that's the same thing with me. Uh, you know, we're supposed to start on the 6th, and I still haven't heard anything. There's nothing in Google Class. And with with Connor, he he's going to have the same teachers for the, uh, the summer school. So... You know, we shouldn't have any issues, you know, with Google Classroom because everyone's going to be the same. He has the same, you know, uh, everything he had before. But we haven't heard uh, anything. That's so odd. Well, maybe find that as a blessing because... Uh... I mean, look, also, also, to add to that, I did receive a... Uh, email regarding um, in-person related services which uh, only has two locations in the Bronx which is nowhere near me um, so I will not be taking my son to in-person uh, related services because I will have to probably take uh, two buses and a train to get to one of these locations and risking uh, one of us to get sick, to get the virus, uh, taking mass transit is just not, it, it's just not worth it. So. This is wild. It really wild. amazes me how Staten Island gets three locations and the Bronx gets two locations. Manhattan has three as well. And, and yes, and also Manhattan has three. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
And to be honest with you, I I, I don't know. Like they, it's supposed to be, you know, we're there. They're having these services at the rec centers where where there there's basically childcare for, um, you know, for the first responders and the, and the first responders, which kind of which to me is like okay, so there's going to be kids who are going home to people who are like you know sort of on the front line of this virus. Do I even want my child to be? there they haven't been able to trace any infection from any of the rec centers so far uh-huh and that's great <laughs> no I, I just you know put it out there. but it's it's but you know I, I spoke to his father and he's just like I am not willing to chance it so if, if these are the only options uh, then we really don't have an option. The option is to not have in-person related services, which is unfortunate. I mean, I would be more along the lines of showing up at the door of the rec center with my, with myself and three other people, and say, "Yoo-hoo, <laughs> um, yeah." yeah. I right. don't know if if you if you had to take you know a couple buses and a train. I don't know. If no, no, know. not to that rec center. It's oh. the one closest to my home. Oh, well, the one closest. I got to no my home problem with that. Still got to take the subway. Oh, <laughs> uh -huh. I don't even know what's closest to my home at this point now. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had any compunction. I would have taken two or three kids with me. Said, "Yoo-hoo, here we are." I mean, we start. We still got to think about September, even though everything is up in the air still. But I mean, what I've seen so far, people have been sharing what the communication has been to school and the little uh, screenshot that somebody shared from the principal's guidance is that there or and has also been in the papers if you read them remote an option for full-time remote learning and supposedly the effective date to sign up for that is in 10 days from today well that ain't gonna work because there ain't that many people are gonna know right and I think the window is a small window to sign up for the full-time remote learning at that. But that's the whole, well, that's the whole idea. They better open that window. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the whole idea of it. Don't put it out there to the public so this way they won't, you know, um, have people know about this and sign up for it. That's the way the, that's the, way the government works, mm -hmm. unfortunately. They don't provide you with any information. It's hidden all over the place. Um, you have to go find it yourself. Uh, Even with that, how do you how do you manage remote learning and working? Well, see, that's one thing that I even you know I was discussing this with my wife uh, the other day, and 
if they're going to to consider remote learning, then they need to either you know provide the parents with some type of training course or, or financial you know um, adjustments you know uh, to help us you know get through life. I mean, we're not teachers, um, so give us a course in you know helping us to teach these classes. I'm more than willing to take a course you know at midnight just so I can get through you know helping my son. Um, or, you know, even financially say, hey, listen, you know what? You're going to remote learn. We're going to pay you to because, to, you know, we have to be there with our children. Remote learning isn't really remote because if I sit my son in front of the computer by himself, he's going to he's going to switch it off and go into a video or something. <laughs> um, he's not going to sit there by himself and learn. And even if he did sit there by himself, you know, with the teacher that he has, um, most of the stuff will go over his head. You know, I, I would I have to sit there with him and actually teach him. I have to stop the video and explain, you know, certain things to him so he can understand before we move forward. So, you know, um, the DOE needs to consider stuff like this. And that hasn't even been discussed or if it has, you know, it hasn't been made public. I don't think the DOE's got enough money to pay parents to stay home. How do, how does that work? Because then I also saw, right, so as opposed to full-time remote learning, here's the other thing that I've been seeing. Parents are opting all the way out of this whole remote learning idea and going the home, the actual homeschooling curriculum. So it's creating your, your own curriculum, creating your own plan of learning and having it all certified um, but I guess the DOE, uh, so that they can, can pass. And a lot of parents that I saw were saying that it's, they like it much better in terms of creating your own curriculum, because not necessarily you're sticking your kid in front of a computer or, or a video screen as much as they are now and giving them more of the the life skills outside of the classroom that they don't receive necessarily when they're in the school buildings. Would that be a, a viable option for our kids? How would you get services into the house? I mean, for some of us, it would, I'd need to have speech and language. I'd absolutely need to have it. And sign language training. Right. You know, some, and all that. But how would you get that in the house? In that situation, you're basically hiring your own staff. Well, if you have a child who fits the OPWDD guidelines and the child has self-determination, yeah, you can hire your own staff. But if you don't have, if your kid is only deaf, or your kid is only LD, you know, you don't really have that funding source. Right. The Office of Persons with Developmental Disabilities does a whole thing with a budget and the ability to hire, the ability to set your own schedules. I mean, 
if you're good at it, it's great. If you're not yeah. good at it, it's probably Screwball City. But, you know, I mean, that's an option for a lot of kids who are developmentally delayed. And it's a great option. But, you know, for the other child, for so many other children, there's 200,000 kids in this system with IEPs. Maybe 50,000 fit the OPWDD guidelines? What do you do with the... I mean, and of course, there's always a percentage of kids who, thank God, are, are you know, maybe they need speech and language because of an occlusion or a lisp or maybe large material because they're visually impaired or things like that. But if you're a person with a learning disability, a reading disability, a math disability, how are you going to do that? I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, I've had friends say that the best thing that ever happened was remote learning because their child is paying attention, not distracted, and has picked up more in reading than they ever did in a year before, and that's in three months. And I've had other people say he's lost his language. Yeah, he's lost his language, he's lost his activities, he's lost his interest. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm at a real loss, and you're at a loss for words. So you go to bed at night crying, and you wake up in the morning ticked off. I'm listening to fireworks in case you can't hear it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a really it's a really tough time. I mean, you know, you have both sides of the spectrum, like you were just explaining. You know, some people, their children are are thriving, and some people, their children are not. And uh, it's you know, it's 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 extremely tough. I mean, this remote learning versus uh, the uh, um, the homeschooling. You know. Remote learning is going to be through the DOE. So yeah, you know, individuals who don't uh, go the route for ho for for homeschooling, I think that would be the best, the better interest for them um, because the services are there. The homeschooling, you're going to have to hire your your speech therapist, your 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 PTs, and all that uh, on your own. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Medicaid provides, you know assistance, you know, financially to pay for any of this. I'm not sure how that works. You know, I, I that's something that, you know, I might have to look into for, for Connor. But, uh, um, you know, remote learning. Are you learning, telling me, whoa, are you telling me you don't get any services from OPWDD? Oh, yeah. I mean, through, oh. through this, uh, uh, but that, that goes through the school. Yeah. No, 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 no. OPWDD is a totally different entity. It has nothing to do with schools. Well, he gets his speech therapy and PT um, and OT uh, in, in, in the school. Yeah, but there's other services like uh, money. You could get money for uh, camps. You can get money for uh, wheelchairs. Not that he needs it. You can get money for other support services that have nothing to do with schools. That's what OPWDD is there for. Um, well, I mean, 
I go through OPWD, but I'm going through the self-direction route. Ah. So I get a, I get a lot of the services. Um, you know, I would pay for it up front, and I get reimbursed for all of it. You're a good man. You didn't get a budget? They didn't give you a budget? Oh, yeah. We have our budget, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But you, with, with self-direction, you're still putting the money up front. And they're just oh, yeah. basically re reimbursing you, you know, behind afterwards. Uh, so, yeah, I would get all that, you know, through, um, <clears throat> through self-direction. And that's part of OPWD. Yeah, that, you know, I was terribly jealous as my kid was growing up because, you know, he would pay for all these social things like camps or games or whatever. And, you know, then I, my, in that silly, in this small, small world, a friend of mine who had a child with a, a developmental delay, you know, she could go to OPWDD and get reimbursed for the same things I was laying out. And when I go to the insurance company, I, I can still hear the horse laugh. <laughs> Lady, are you nuts? You know, so, you know, that's another, and I don't mean to sound like a creep, that's another division in the system, in systems that creates a struggle for families who have kids with all sorts of disabilities. The federal government doesn't come up with a unified funding force. They divvy it up and divide us when they do their divvying. It's it's all oh, this whole thing is a fiasco. It's painful. It's so painful and torturous. <sighs> but we uh, march on, and we do the best that we can, <laughs> and hopefully, uh, as as time progresses, the system learns a little bit more uh, what's working and what's not working for parents and the children. Because as of right now, I don't really see us going back in September. Not looking uh, plausible. Yeah, I, I don't see it either. I mean, I can't see uh, how they're going to uh, keep the virus away from the schools. And they say, yes, you know, children uh, are not getting this at this time, whatever they say. But you have adults in the in, in inside the school. You have you know tons of teachers, uh, therapists, you know nurses. Everybody you know you have adults in the schools, and they could be passing it on to each other. I mean, so there's they they don't they haven't even given a plan on how they plan to open these schools. I mean, it, I don't see them opening it uh, come September. So that that means more remote learning for us parents and you know for parents that need to go back to school i mean go back to work uh you know how are they going to manage they haven't discussed that as well you know uh me personally i will be keeping connor home until it's safe for him to go back to a school environment i would love for him to be in a school environment so he can play with his friends and all but for right now, uh, my wife and I are 
his friends, <laughs> what my <laughs> wife and I are his teachers. <laughs> we are we're we're basically everything, you know. Uh, <laughs> life has stopped existing the way we knew it, and now it's a different role. And uh, I've always said, you know, I'm gonna wax up my my surfboard and I'm gonna ride the wave, and that's mm -hmm. what I, I've been doing. I, you know, the wave is taking me one way and then the other way and back the other, and I'm just riding it. And you know, yes, it's frustrating and it you know uh, angers me. And there's times where. I get to see something new from my son, which makes me laugh and smile again. Yeah. So it, you know, it's it's a it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, I ain't in great ventures. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, thank you so much, Fred, for coming on and sharing your perspective to things. Um, my pleasure. And, and giving a voice other than ours <laughs> uh, to to this this journey that we're this ride that we're on. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Connor's place. Connor is a baker. Also, he makes phenomenal um, sweet treats. Uh, so check out. Uh, connorsplace.org for more details on Connor and what they are doing. Um, and also, well, if you can't, uh, if if you don't know, Fred was also one of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle's honorees last year. Um, we honored him as one of our spectacular dads. Um, and so, you picked a good one. You picked a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like to I like to watch people from the corner and make sure that they're the good eggs before I even uh, <laughs> invite them into the nest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. You're making me blush. Ah, it's good for you. Get your blood rushing. It's right, good. right. <laughs> Thank you so much to our listeners for listening. Um, thank you so much for everybody always showing up and, and giving input and questions and our, our experiences and our, and our ideas. Until next week, um, I only have one lady left. So get, say good night, lady. Good night, lady. <laughs> and thank you so much, Fred. Um, from at Connor's place for you know being a part of this discussion tonight. Thank you for and having you better me. come and you better come back. Yes. Uh, yes. Always, always. <laughs> All right. No, he's he's now a co-host. He doesn't know it yet. Okay. <laughs> no you need worries, that male no voice. Oh, don't give right? me no way. <laughs> no, I said I said no worries. No, okay. <laughs> So <laughs> tune in every Sunday night. I mean, I think we might be taking a, a, a vacation. Um, but tune in every Sunday night at uh, 8.30 and uh, talk to everyone next week Sunday at 8.30. Okay, God. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank Good night. you.